This is the Real Life Blue Stories podcast, a collection of unique perspectives shedding light on the real life, everyday stories of the Indianapolis Colts. It's brought to you by your host, Megan Hall of USA Today's Colts Wire. This is the Real Life Blue Stories podcast with the one and only Meg Hall, joined by a phenomenon. Uh, she is the incredible woman. <laughs> so I've got Dee Chambers, aka D Love Sports, with me. Uh, she is a sports personality, a host of Sports and Coffee on Twitter Spaces. If you haven't joined it, please do. It will change your life. Um, and you do the Steelers chat on YouTube. I think I got it all, right? I think yeah, I got you got it all. The Steelers, the Steelers chat, D Love Sports on YouTube is just a, a bunch of different things throughout the, the year. But Steelers chat is yeah. So yeah, it's Sports awesome. and Coffee, my baby. <laughs> that is your baby. We're going to talk about that too because I want to hear the backstory on this. Sure, All right, so let's talk sure. about run a show. So we're going to talk about how you got your start, what you do now. We're going to talk about uh, coffee and sports. We'll talk about uh, Steelers Colts. I wouldn't call it a rivalry, but it's more of a beatdown. But we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> then we'll do we'll do this or that, which is five questions for you of a uh, random random sort of things. They're Steelers related, so you should like those. Um, okay. And then. We'll do a blue light special. So that's just a portion of the podcast where you get to ask me any questions that you like, whether it could be sports related or non sports related. So, okay. All right. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you for having me, by the way. You're welcome. You're welcome. Listen, I I only get the best of the best. That's how I try to try to to roll. I am honored and flattered. All right, so let's talk about how did you get your start? Like, where did this passion come from? Were you born into it? Because I feel like a lot of folks that, like, are Steelers, Ravens, like, Browns fans, Packers fans, they were born into this sort of thing. Yeah, well, kind of, right? So my dad is a big Steelers fan. And originally, when I was little, I kind of liked the Cowboys, but I didn't know any better. Um, So... (laughs) He had the Steelers. I had this fake love affair with the, the Cowboys. And when they lost that Super Bowl to the Cowboys, I felt so bad. Um, so, you know, so bad for him uh, that I converted, secretly converted over to being a Steelers fan. Nobody knew. Um, <laughs> okay. But, you know, so as time went on, I, I was a Steelers fan, I, you know, and uh, the passion grew um, just okay. as I got more into the sport, actually knowing what was happening, the plays, not just cheering when I thought something happened, but actually knowing the game, um, it grew and my, I'm just com- competitive just by nature. So it just, it was out of hand. It was out of control. Nobody wanted to go to games with me. <laughs> so you were that fan that was like, Oh yeah, I, I was that fan. Was. I've toned down a lot. Um, as I've gotten into media more, I've toned down that side of me a lot. <laughs> Okay. So I heard you mention media. So what do you do now? How did this fandom like transition you into media? So even before the the football love, I always wanted to do radio. Radio was like the first thing I was like, oh my God, when I grow up, I want to be on the radio. I want to do that. Um, and I interned in radio and I realized how much money they made. And I was just like, eh, yeah, maybe not, you know? So <laughs> Radio wasn't just like this lucrative thing. And I saw how much and how often they had to work to actually pull a decent salary. And I was just like, that's a lot. I got to work on the weekends. I got to go to a club. I got to do, you know, you got to do all these things to kind of make a great salary in, in radio. And my mom was just like, you need to go to school. You need to go to healthcare. You need to do. So I kind of, you know, 
pleased my mom and also decided to find ways to make more money in other industries. And I ended up in IT. Um, but uh, when the my love for football and media never went away, it okay. just grew. And then as things, my career just kept me on the road a lot. And when the pandemic hit, I was really able to sit and focus and actually produce solid content. I wanted to do it prior, but I just didn't have the time. So with the world kind of standing still, I was able to sit in front of my phone and create and give the world my opinions, my feedback on what was happening um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it just grew. Um, and I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for the pandemic and having that space and opportunity to create because I've been wanting to do it for so long. That is awesome. I would not have mm -hmm. pegged you for an IT person at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's but, my nine to five. <laughs> but okay, I dig it. I dig it. Okay, so you were creating content. Is that how like coffee and sports came to be? Like, how did that come out of, I guess, this passion that you found during the pandemic? So, okay. So sports and coffee was just kind of random. So I had been on Clubhouse during the pandemic a lot. And I was always in, they, uh, I guess they call them rooms on there. They don't call them spaces like on Twitter. Uh, but I was on Clubhouse a lot and, you know, developed a love for talking sports with people. And then someone introduced me to Twitter and was like, if you're going to do sports, you really need to be on Twitter. It's a big space for like Steelers fans. So I was like, okay, well, I ain't going on Twitter with my Twitter from 2010. Like I got to create a whole new Twitter. <laughs> if I'm going on Twitter, I don't know what I was saying back in 2010. So um, I created a, a, a new Twitter. Um, at the time it was the Steelers, the Steelers chat of uh, me. And then now it's just D love sports, but I went on and like, found some of the Steelers community, found the Dolphins, the, the Miami Dolphins community. They were like really welcoming. And they were like one of my first spaces I've ever been in. So the Dolphins fans, I would go in there and I would talk, you know, we'd talk trash. Of course, you know, we'd talk about Minka Fitzpatrick since he used to play for them. And yep. it was just, you know, it was fun. So in the more like one morning, it was during the playoffs last year, I got up and I was just like, you know what, we're going to do sports and coffee. So um, I started a space and then some of my, my dolphin friends came in and then, you know, more people would trickle in. It, it would be like maybe a, a good 16 to 20 of us. And we just sit in there and we talk for however long it didn't have a time at the time. So it would go, you know, however long it would go. And um, it continued. Like I, I was consistent with it. I did it like Monday through Friday or whatever. And, it just grew. It it kept growing, and you know we could have anywhere from, you know, two hundred to to I don't know. Like I think we had like nine hundred or you know a thousand people wow. in space. I think our the biggest space I think we've had in one day without like replays. I think it's like eighteen hundred people. So Holy that's cow. a lot of people to come in a space. Um, you know, and sometimes we go over. We don't really go over the two hours as much as we used to. But we try to stick to that nine to eleven time frame. But we've had some pretty successful shows. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about that. So mm -hmm. I know I've been in there. Obviously, you've seen me in there a little bit, and I'll and I'll yeah. dabble whenever I feel like I, I've got something to say. But mm -hmm. who, like, I guess, what sort of people have been in there? So is it like regular sports friends? Have you gotten former players, current players, anyone of of that nature, coaches maybe? Yeah, we've had um, former players like Jimmy Smith from the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars from back in the day. We've had him in. 
Um, Antonio Cromartie comes in um, sometimes and talks and listens. Talks and listens. Um, we've had Steve Weish come on as a guest from NFL Network and talk. Uh, who else have we had? I feel like, uh, I, and we've had you know speakers come in and talk about um, like we've had a, a lady. She does like legal. Uh, talks about about the NFL and she's come on when we've had discussions about Colin Kaepernick, the big Deshaun Watson stuff. She'll come in and give like legal takes and interpretations of things that we may be confused about. We've had all types of things. Um, uh, one of my favorite is like Uncle Luke. <laughs> Everybody knows Uncle Luke for his music, but he comes in uh, on the show pretty often and comes in and gives his take. He's really big with um, with football in Miami, like high school football and stuff. So um, and and he has a relationship with like Prime, uh, Coach Prime, Dion, and stuff. So it's great to get insight from him when he comes on the show. Who else have we had on the show? But I, I know that you know I'm I'm trying to go back to do, doing the guest thing because I know sometimes we can get unruly. But yeah, we've had some names come through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was there for the for Coach Prime coming, in. I thought that was really really cool. Uh, oh so yeah, we did it. We had yeah, we had a special sh we had a special uh, show with him and and Coach Willie. Oh gosh, I, I think it's Simmons. I can't remember his name. I don't know why. I always can never remember his name. But he's the coach for Fam U. We had a, me and Coach Chris. We did a special with Uncle Luke to help facilitate that conversation, and that was dope. Like yeah, how many people get an opportunity to facilitate a conversation with Deion Sanders? It's dope. Yeah, yeah. No, I sent that. I remember like hopping in that space and sent it to my husband because he's a big, big Deion Sanders fan. And I was like, yeah, hop in here like ASAP. <laughs> There's yeah. stuff, you know, being taught about, talked about here. So, okay, mm -hmm. cool. So any, like any plans for sports and coffee like this year that like you feel like, hey, we're going to, you know, make this grow larger? Well, this be I like do. I want to incorporate more women. Um, I think it's important to to share the platform. Um, it's it's my baby, but it's not just it's not about me. Um, that's the beauty of the show is like everybody, even if I don't want to hear it, it's as playful as it can be to hear some people's opinions. Sometimes it's not about me. It's about people getting the opportunity to speak and say, even if their opinions are just like out of this world wrong and, you know, crazy. I, I was wanting to give people opportunity to say it, you know, uh, everybody doesn't have yeah. to agree. We can all agree to disagree and we can move on to the next person. Um, but uh, I, I want to give more women uh, an opportunity to host the show, to come in and, you know, just get familiar, uh, facilitate conversation, moderate. I want to give more women opportunity to host it. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to doing that in the future here. That that sounds cool. Put me on the list if you need. You know, if you want to put folks on there, I'll be. Yeah, if you want to host sports, please come on, come on. I'm always down, especially for women. Like I know the guys can get rowdy, but I I love having women come up there and host. Yeah, so you know, you, I'm, you, you tell me what about... they work for you. <laughs> All right, all right, we'll, we'll put it on the schedule. So you talked about as well, like just, hey, using Twitter spaces to grow and you brought up, you know, having women speak. And I think that was a lot of how I got involved in Twitter spaces was last off season looking for, I mean, anybody willing to talk, you know, football where we're in the dead of off season in June and you're just like dying for some sort of football. Something. Uh, yeah, so I just started hopping in random Twitter spaces and listening and, and uh, I think it was, um, it was ladies night that I like hopped into 
Um, and it was women in there talking, you know, football. And I was like, this is a thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, before I knew it, it was like, you know, it was a couple of hours in there. And then I, you know, stumbled upon sports and coffee, uh, Ashley Baker, uh, Chris, yeah. uh, Mark Gunnels, like all of them stumbled. And I was like, oh, this is a whole world. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with like doubling down there and really just finding folks to, to talk. And yeah, more women being able to talk as well. Um, cause you know, yeah, the, the guy spaces are great. Like I, I've always felt welcome in there, but it's mm-hmm. nice to, to talk with ladies who are like, Oh, you like ball too. Cool. Like let's, yeah. you know, let's, let's chat yeah. there. So. Yeah. And then we got to keep these guys in line, you know, they get all macho <laughs> and they want to argue and I, you know, we got to keep them all in line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those spaces do get a little rowdy, um, yeah. just a little bit. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate going in, into the spaces with ladies. So. All right, let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about these Steelers and Colts. So I had to go look up some of these stats because I was like, oh, isn't this a rivalry? Because I feel like Steelers always have the Colts number, and they do. Uh, Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to remember the last time we lost to the Colts. You can refresh my memory on that because I cannot recall. (laughs) It's a while. It was a while ago. Yeah. Like like maybe 2014. I'm I'm probably, yeah, somewhere in that range. That's long. Um, (laughs) But. You guys are 26 and six all time against us. And I'm like, oof. Mm. Um, the last time that you beat us was last season uh, or this past season. It was on November 28th. Uh, mm-hmm. You won 24 17. Kenny Pickett carved us up um, like it was nothing. Um, so I wanted that. to ask Thank you. you. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, you're I can't believe I wasn't at that game. I just, that's one of the stadiums I want to go to. I cannot believe I wasn't there. Gorgeous stadium. Absolutely gorgeous yeah. stadium. You're going to love it when, when you go. Um, let's talk about Kenny Pickett from that game. So what did you see out of him that said, hey, this could be, you know, we could, we could potentially have our quarterback in the future? Well, I, I think I saw it from uh, multiple levels um, from from that team. But Kenny Pickett after that, uh, the bye, I mean, it was really rough for him. But um, I said in the – what I saw from him, like we played the Miami Dolphins and it was, you know, we had an opportunity to win the game. The de- defense kept putting the ball back in our hands. And I'm like, if he can get a good two minute grill, two minute drill, then he's our guy. Um, and if he cannot, then we have problems. Um, Cause if you, the history of the Steelers, I mean, you give Ben a two minute, two minutes left on the clock. He's liable to drive, drive, you know, get the team down there and get the ball in the end zone. He's done it so many times over and over again. And this team so often and none, relies on that two minute offense. Um, but what I saw with Kenny was just a, an improvement on, you know, on getting the ball there, not just him, but the run game too. Um, I don't recall what the, what the uh, rushing yards were for that game, but just all in all, I think the team offense, all, all the components really came together and rallied together to get it done. But I mean, his decision-making obviously to had improved. I mean, his weapons, um, him, him using his legs. I, I think his legs are a great weapon in, in him rolling out and making those last minute decisions, whether it's to a Pat Frymuth or, you know, dumping it off to a running back or whatever. I think he's done better making those decisions. Okay. I want to ask, do you still think he was worth the first round pick? Um, Given what we saw from all the other quarterbacks in the draft, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Um, you know, 
I drank the Malik Willis Kool-Aid. I'll admit it. Uh, you know, I, I drank I drank the juice. I drank the, the everything. I think the Steelers did a good job distracting themselves. I don't think they thought Kenny Pickett was going to be there at 20 because um, mm. so many teams or so many uh, people on TV said that Kenny Pickett was the most NFL-ready quarterback. That was what you heard out of that draft class. He was the most ready. Um, but uh, seeing seeing how he you know he's leading this team, seeing him at camp, just seeing the things that I saw, I'm like, okay, I wasn't immediately ready for him to get on the field because there's so many things that you have to learn when you come into this league and 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 at this at this level. Um, not saying that he wasn't professional enough, but there's just small things that you gotta learn. Um, so I was I was ready ready and willing for him to sit behind Mitch and learn as much as he could. Um, but fortunately for him, he got an early start. And uh, what was that? Week three, week four. Um, he started. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I think most folks, most sports folks, would would have called that one. I think I had the under being six games, and and yeah, I think it was right in that in that room. I, I didn't want um, it to happen, man. I was probably the only one that was just like, no, not now, no. <laughs> I just feel like that. Even if he was in, if he started the first week, I feel like he still would have struggled. You know, I just, mm-hmm. like, he still struggled. He took him, like I said, until after the Miami game to really get rolling. And I don't think Mitch got a fair shot. I really don't. The offensive line p- played better throughout the year. You know, the, the quarterback played better throughout the year. Even when Mitch came in post, you know, his his start, he played better. So I just think overall the whole team had a lot of work to do, but because you had a, a, a first round draft pick and a QB, the fans were not trying to hear that. We we need nope. to win. We need to win now. You need to put Kenny Pickett in. And it just yeah. was what it was. So I mean, I think that you, you know, you came off so many years of success with Big Ben. Um, and speaking of Big Ben, um, the, the game that sticks out so much in my mind is from 2017. It was a beatdown. It was 51-34 uh, Steelers over Colts. Big Ben had oh, Who was your quarterback? Five... <laughs> uh, it was Andrew Luck at the time. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it he was, was uh, Yeah. He was yeah. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Uh, Big Ben was 40 of 49 for 522 yards and six touchdowns. Is that back to back six touchdowns? Is that the is that the season he yes. had like back to back games with six touchdowns? Yes. Man, what a time. Mm. Oh, what a time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, when you come off something like that from Big Ben, like obviously you you can't have those same sort of expectations for Kenny Pickett, but it just shows you the possibilities, obviously. And in my mind, when I think of Steelers quarterbacks, like obviously Big Ben is is the most recent, but I think can Kenny Pickett get to that sort of level where he is just absolutely shredding, you know, teams. I think he he definitely showed it in this game uh, that we saw in November where he just, I mean, anything he wanted, it was happening on that field. Uh, And I I just, man, I think so. But also, like I said, if they can continuously have a run game, and you saw that towards the end of Ben's career, they didn't really have a run game. They had a better one his last year than they had the year before. But the threat of having a run game makes your quarterback so much more lethal, in my opinion. Um, But if if they know you can't run the ball and you're not going to run the ball, it takes so much away from you. Um, so I, I I think that he has the potential, especially with weapons like Pickens. Like, are we like what that guy is phenomenal? Mm-hmm. Um, so with guys like that, 
and a Deontay Johnson and a Pat Frymuth, like the, with the weapons that they have and the way the ability of the Pittsburgh Steelers to just draft great receivers, I don't see how not, you know, I don't see why not. Um, I, I, I think he'll probably be a quarterback here for a long time if he, you know, can stay healthy and he'll be successful. Yeah. Um, I, I know Ben was, you know, it's hard to have a quarterback play for as long as he did, but uh, he, he, we got a little bit of mobility too. So hopefully that can keep, keep Kenny um, upright. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you'll be fine. You also have Mike Tomlin at the helm. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, coach in the league, Mike, if you ask me, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's one of my favorites. I, I, I'm sorry, Colts fans. Um, but you know, he, he make you run through a brick wall for him. That kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of guy. So I think Kenny Pick will be just, fine just fine he'll be all right yeah he will he will all right let's talk about this or that so i got five questions for you they're they're i think they're easier questions but we'll see what what you think all right so let's start with a softball one original uniforms or your throwbacks like current uniforms or do you like the bumblebee throwbacks i like i have one i like the bumblebee it's actually Antonio oh, Brown one. I see. I like the Bumblebee. I'm probably one of the few people that do. Um, I like the white, the Sunday whites, and I like the um, these, okay. the color rush. So, but okay. um, I do like the Bumblebee. So I'm gonna go with the Bumblebee. These the the regular black ones. They're just meh. I've seen them so many times. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Bumblebee. <laughs> All right, we'll take Bumblebees. All right, Terry Bradshaw or Big Ben? Big Ben. No. Big Ben. All right. Easy, easy, easy yeah. one. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not too high on Mr. Bradshaw. I didn't live in that time, in that era. So that's why it's easy for me. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go uh, the late, great Franco Harris or Jerome Bettis. Ooh, that's hard. Franco's such, it was, well, he was such a sweet person. Um, Man. I don't know. I guess I'll go with Jer- I'll go with Jerome. I really want to go okay. with Franco because I've actually met and interacted with Franco. So I, I gotta go with Franco because he, he's go just Franco. A person. I have to. Absolutely. That's a good answer. I like that. I like that. All right. So not the same players, but I, I figured this would be a good one to ask as well. James Harrison or Troy Palomalu? Uh Troy Palomalu. Troy, so Troy, Troy Palomalu is my goat. Like he's my my Steelers goat. And then right behind. Troy is Mika Fitzpatrick. So Troy Palomalu. Okay. So if you would have asked me Troy or Minka, I'd have been like, oh my God, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I like, started to. I started to. <laughs> I would be stuck. So Troy Palomalu is is the GOAT. The Pittsburgh okay. GOAT right now. All right. I, I like that one as well. All right. Last one. Heinz Ward or John Stallworth? Heinz. 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 Okay. Heinz. Okay. For sure. See, that, wasn't, that wasn't that bad. No, no. I'm telling you, if you would have hit me with Troy and Minka, I would have been stuck. We've been, I'd have been like, uh-uh, get somebody else to do it. I can't. <laughs> so I, I do have a bonus one for you. So speaking of Heinz Ward, he coached this past weekend in the XFL. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you because I saw, I think I saw you and Ashley Baker at an event. Uh, yeah, we were the at weekend. the uh, DC Defenders uh, game. We covered that game. Uh, over the weekend um but yeah i'm excited that there, there's actually a game on right now um the xfl's right now so i'm excited about the xfl but yeah heinz war he's coaching the san antonio 
somebody. Brahmas, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm probably I'm probably butchering it, but yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. San Antonio something, but Brahams, Brahams, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, how was that experience with like covering the XFL? Was it as a like as as exhilarating as NFL games for you? It was great. It the fans were so into it. I don't know if it was just like the DC fans. Um, but DC loves their sports. Okay. Like they go all in and this is their football team. I know you have the Washington commanders, but they're not in DC. They don't play in DC. They play in Maryland, um, but they don't play in DC. So this is DC's team, the city itself. Okay. Um, they were riled up. You would have never thought the XFL had been missing. Um, these people, <laughs> they were there, they were in tennis, they were throwing lemons, they were, they had, they made this long beer snake out of a bunch of cups, and the security took the beer snake away, they got pissed, they're throwing lemons on the field, at the end of the oh game, throwing water bottles, it was just, it was, I've never seen anything like it, you would never see this at an NFL game, it was just amazing to see like these fans were, they were, they, the defenders started out slow and the fans were booing them. And then the defenders just, just started. I think they got uh, two interceptions. I mean, the, and won the crowd back over the poor mm. uh, sea dragons. They were getting lemons thrown at them. Lemon. How do, how do you get lemons into the game? That's the first question. It's like, so where I do these lemons so come from? Me and Ashley were like, I think that they have lemons in like the drinks because they were serving drinks. It's like, are there lemons in oh. the drinks? And that they're throwing, ah, ah, I can't tell you, but I, I'll tell you, they probably won't have lemons. If they were having lemons in those drinks in the stadium, they probably won't have them anymore. So I think they were serving <laughs> like lemonade and then they were like mixing liquor in them i saw people i saw the guys making drinks like in the stands meaning the people that okay. were selling them but i couldn't recall seeing a lemon but ashley said she saw lemons in the in the drinks so i think that's where the lemons came from okay. but i'm gonna tell you right okay. now they might not have no lemons anymore <laughs> uh, <laughs> they might okay. not have them no more but we'll see what happens but it, it was if you go if you see any content from like an espn or anywhere about the DC Defender games, if you go in the comments, you're gonna see people with like lemons. They're like they're commenting lemons because it was <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I never seen okay. that. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Mm. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll take it. I'm taking. It. I'm sure the Beehive is also also happy about seeing lemons on the field. Right. Too. Oh, a, bunch <laughs> right. of, <laughs> a bunch of lemons. All right. So we've come to the portion of the podcast of this blue light special. This is any questions for me? Any topic? you're more than welcome to go for. Okay, great. This is awesome. So, um, you know, of course, as women, we have to balance so much, you know, when it comes to our careers and the sports media thing, whatever you're, you know, and your nine to five is if you're doing media full-time or part-time or whatever, how do you balance your life, your day-to-day -day life, your husband and your passion, how do you juggle that? Um, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I would say it starts with self-care. Um, mm -hmm. So I am really big on taking myself to the gym. Uh, now that I have short hair, regularly go get my hair cut every two weeks, uh, mm -hmm. which is great as well. Um, I would also say a really supportive partner is part of that. Uh, my husband, shout out to him. He's a real MVP. Like anything I've wanted to do in this, he's been like, yep, what do you need from me? 
Um, and I appreciate that so much. Um, and I actually was just talking about that with him today. And he's like, he's like, I'm all in because I believe in you. And that mm. was like, that was such a like heartfelt statement. And I, I just really didn't know how to take that, but I like, I really genuinely, it really made me smile, honestly. Mm. Um, because this is, this is something that came out of just passion last year, kind of mm. same way, you know, similar stories like, Hey, this is what I like to do. Um, and I create content in my nine to five. So it was one of those where it was like, okay, let's just tra- take the professional, you know, content creations, content creation skills and apply them here. Um, and when it's, I mean, when it's fun, it, it becomes just, okay, how do I squeeze it in? Um, so, yeah. but I'm the happiest when I'm writing, happiest when I'm creating, happiest when I'm doing, you know, podcasts like this. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, where I've started finding time in my day, where can I squeeze in a podcast? Where can I squeeze in like, you know, writing? Um, and I think, yeah, having supportive, uh, a support system is really, really critical to doing that, especially because not just a husband, but I have two kids as well. Yeah. Um, so- your family. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really become a thing. Like it's so hard for women to just one, have a family and a career. But then if you have a career where it, it makes you be on the go, like, how do you manage? How do you manage all of that? How are you a mother, a creator, uh, you know, or analyst, host, whatever, writer, and a wife, you know, all of that in one? How can you do it all? <laughs> it's it's yeah there's some days I I surprise myself honestly about Mm -hmm. the way that I uh that I find time but again like I said it's just I find it in my schedule okay I've got an hour here I've got two hours here and I'll tell you a little secret I usually wait till my children go to bed um so I at least have like a quiet space and thought I will put on music I'll you know do whatever I need to but yeah I find the space and time and I always find that I'm re-energized like I could be exhausted but if I have a, like, if I got a podcast or I've got writing to do, yeah, all of a sudden I've got energy and I will find it and, and you know, kind of channel that. So yeah, People are like, when are you going to have, because I'm like, when do I have time to have a kid? Like, so, <laughs> and I just, like, I applaud all of the women that are doing it as mothers, because I'm like, how? Like, I, I, I applaud y'all, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I applaud you. <laughs> Yeah, we got a really good comment from uh, Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. Hey, I had an episode with them too. Um, but uh, Maestro and Trey, um, yeah, they said balance is key to splitting time between family and content creating slash sports slash media. Yeah, like you got to yeah, find the balance. It's so important, to. man. And I, I, I always ask people because I want to get better at it. Um, I've, it's been just me and like my passion. I've been so focused on everything in front of me like I have to remember like okay wait I need to spend time with you know my family I need to spend time with my friends like everybody you know wants a piece of you but you've poured so much into this thing you kind of sometimes I am I can be neglectful not purposely you know but uh yeah yeah, so I applaud you for being able to do it all thank you I appreciate that Mm -hmm. appreciate that any other questions for me um so what if you had, if someone called right now and said, Meg, we have this awesome opportunity, you know, drop everything mm-hmm. and run, what would it be? What, what would that opportunity Ooh, be? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> NFL Network. Yeah. Uh, so I would call, probably say, yeah. If they called, if they called and said, what? Like, write for us, come host. Like, write for what us. I honestly, my dream, I think, would likely be, um, yeah, I think probably either reporting for them, analysts. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, either 
sideline reporter or either being an analyst, you know, on TV. Um, awesome. Yeah, and it, this is not NFL Network, but on uh, Fox Sports. So Joy Taylor is is like the dream for me. Whenever I see her, I'm like, she is just a like she is a lioness in her own like yeah and i, I just love the way love she comes out and you know just her energy and like she she gonna talk it and she delivers it her way and you know and her her style i love it she is and she's a pittsburgh girl so you know i i, I love joy taylor yes she is a pittsburgh girl yeah mm -hmm. um but yeah something of that nature i mean i don't know if you if you seen previous podcasts i did so i did a podcast with indy with uh called indy intercept podcast last year we did uh that podcast with several staff that was writing with me and i did host you know for that podcast and mm -hmm. being in that role and facilitating the podcast facilitating the conversation that sort of thing like i flourished in that like that was so mm -hmm. much fun to be able to do that come up with the uh the topics things like that navigate you know those sorts of things and um seeing you know joy do it in kind of that same sort of way she doesn't you know always host or things like that but the way that she commands the room and the way that she talks and is again super confident what she says yeah that is the that's the standard for me yeah i, I love it i love it and i look at like a show like um with skip bayless and shannon sharp but i just think like the jenny doesn't have an is it is it still jenny that that's kind of like the host or uh, uh, I, I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't watch it that often, but I think I would need more of a say so. Like, you know, I can introduce <laughs> a topic and let them run wild, but I got something to say too. Like you gotta give me a minute or two to talk. Like I have to say something. I have an opinion. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could just be like just host. Like I don't think you're mm -hmm. gonna get me in just that role. Like I'm going to have to say something, especially if it's a topic I, I know about. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. have to give me the floor. Now, if I don't have one, if I don't have an opinion, I I will be quiet. You know, I'm not one of the people that just talk for the sake of talking. If I don't have nothing yeah. to say, you know, I'll let y'all go at it. <laughs> same, same, same. Okay, those were awesome questions. I really, really like those. That was good. That, that made me think a little bit. Okay, yeah, good, good. I did my job. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is the end of the end of the podcast. There, you know, nice and short and sweet. Wanted to make sure that I made your time mm -hmm. efficient. Um, tell the people, where can they find you on any social media or any channels? Oh, I, I was supposed to put on there, but everything is D Love Sports. So at D Love Sports, just like you see it on here, D-E-E -E Love Sports. Um, YouTube, it's D Love Sports. On Instagram, it's D Love Sports. On Twitter, it's D Love Sports. If you just happen to be on TikTok, I'm there too. Uh, D Love Sports on everything. So that's where you guys can find me. All right. All right. Easy enough. Easy enough. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram underneath the Megan Hall. That is T-H-E Megan Hall. Uh, also on YouTube, it's Real Life Blue Stories for the recordings of the podcast if you don't watch it live. Uh, and because I like to do all the things also on TikTok, Real Life Blue Stories on there. Um, and of course, finally, for more Colts content from me and the entire staff, go to coltswire.usatoday.com. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. I think I got all it all. Right. Go coach right. when they play Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> and you have been listening to the Real Life Blue Stories podcast with Megan Hall. We will see you next week. Bye. <laughs> For more stories on your Indianapolis Colts, head over to coltswire.usatoday.com.